All right, welcome back to Anime Savants, y'all. Y'all getting a lot of fucking episodes. Like, y'all getting a lot of, y'all getting a lot of stuff. Like, wow, Merry Christmas, okay? Merry, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Merry Crisis. Yeah. Um, this week, oh shit, oh wait, this week I am fucking, um, uh, oh fuck, I don't know his last name. I'm Ito, I'm Ito oh. from Genshin Impact. Oh there nice, I'm, I'm the uh, Tagoro uh, brothers. Woo! Okay, um, and uh, let's just go ahead and hop in on the stuff this week. Um, we only have two. Wait, oh wait, no, we have three. We have three, one. but then we, we won't. Three. Then, okay, then let's do let's do assassin place. first. Yeah. Let's get this. Let's get this. Let's get. Let's get this. <laughs> I, they are. He. They're trolling. He's trolling at this yeah, point. Yeah, no shit. No he's he's shit. literally just like having fun. And I'm, wait, is it a he, the mangaka? Yes, yes. It is a yes. he. Yep. I, we don't know what his face looks like. He's one of those dudes who does interviews with weird Oh, like on. the horse hat or some yeah, shit? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. I, that, that's in your best interest, homeboy. Because, <laughs> wow. Um, uh, not <sighs> only, so first of all, I'm not mad. I'm actually very pleased with that finale. Like, I actually enjoyed myself, but let's just go ahead and we went from cousins to <sighs> brother and sister, and they're not actually brother and sister, but everybody else gonna think they brother and sister. Oh god! So it's kind of just like, uh... I, I mean, he must be like in his like house or like whatever, like penthouse um, apartment or whatever, cackling at this, sh like just cackling at like, these niggas actually let me print this. They actually let me print this shit. Like they, they let me, they like, they, they, they okayed it. They, he has to be because I, once again, cause I had somebody actually call me out and basically be like, oh, you know, what about, ooh, wait. I'm not gonna say anything. Never mind. Forget that. I'll come back to that point later because I don't want to do anything for it yet. But anyways. Okay, okay, okay. Well, not later in that. We'll we'll come back to this point later in further episodes because I don't yes. want to like spoil anything for you. So like, um, not for this show, not for this show, but for something else. But basically, y'all, um, it's not okay in any universe, but also the fact that like it's not like I'm going to stop watching the series because I'm like, oh, I don't morally agree with that. Like, you shouldn't do that in real life because, like, genetics of the child and the children will be ravaged. So, I... Hey, like, they, they ain't thinking... Like, I'm, I'm thinking about the kids, bro. I'm not I'm thinking not. about y'all. I was like, a lot of y'all be fucking your cousins, but you never like procreate. That's y'all's business. They're not like, even thinking about generations. The procreation part is my problem. It's like, I, <sighs> I think it's just really unfortunate that, well, also these are fictional characters. So anyways, but that's where you niggas that are like defending it. Like, do you know what you sound like defending incest? Like, uh. anyways, overall the episode and where we ended, I'm hyped. I want the second season. Yeah. I want the second season. Um, I like the fake out that they did with what Satanta, is that his name? Yeah, Satanta McGinnis or McGuire yeah, or whatever. Which was, Satanta yeah. is actually like a an um like a demon in like Shimagama Tensai oh. 5 that always shows up. He's like part of the fairy clan, but mm -hmm. and who and he also has a spear, but I don't think the spear's name is Gungnir or Gaybolg. This one was Gaybolg, right? Oh shit, yeah. it might be Gaybolg. 
it was it was it was okay i I know that i know that that name is like irish yeah yeah i think satanta is an irish like legend also so there i could i see what they were doing with that but also i i thought that the um the death of satanta was going to be more disrespectful it was kind of disrespectful it was disrespectful but what i was expecting i thought that like he was going to struggle against Satanta and then the hero was going to come up and just like one shot Satanta and be like, yo, what's up? I'm the that's hero. A, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I, I thought it would, and then that would have, I felt like that would have fucked with Lug to basically be like, I'm over here struggling with this nigga and he just one shot him. This is who I got to kill. What? I yeah. thought that would have been, not to say that I didn't enjoy what happened. I, I did enjoy what happened, but I was, that's what I was expecting because I also thought that the thing that he sent, I thought he sent it like around the world or some shit. But it, it was look, very, he was right there. Yeah, he was yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't look like he sent it like up, but then also they did the whole like, oh, we did off screen training, which I appreciate for them because like, yeah. I wouldn't have cared about that island like thing, but also premiering the weapon in this way is cool. But mm, do you still? I I don't know if that's gonna be enough for the hero. I'm gonna I'm gonna nitpick, but I want to just say that I did in fact enjoy. I've enjoyed you know the series one from end to end. Like there's things yeah. in it that you know I would have done differently. There's a couple episodes I think you know pacing was weird or that we didn't need to focus on stuff we focused on. Um, I would so the nitpick is that when so how how is this episode structured? It was structured around um, the plan to fake Dia's death that then gets right within like the first five minutes just completely undone because um, Satanta shows up, throws the um, the spear. Spear is like a combination, you know, physical weapon that's also like shooting lasers and shit and just fucking everybody up it's just a it's just some ultra powerful bullshit. they clearly didn't make that shit like the ancients or whoever the hell yeah yeah like yeah. I, and i would say that we did we had like in at least two prior episodes some foreshadowing that there was going to be this super weapon so that didn't come out of nowhere i think that at the end of the day it the weapon itself was a little less interesting than it could have been like that we didn't get any kind of explanation of what it does or what its rules were in fact we i got did more... see that like homeboy's arm was like black though because yeah it, so we got we got more of the monologue around what lou thought satanta's skills were which played into his strategy for beating him so that's an aspect of a power system that i enjoy is that you mm-hmm. kind of learn what the rules are you learn how everything works and then you kind of stick with your characters as they come up with some countermeasure way around it in fact i think a good power system can be so entertaining that it can make a bad show much more exciting to watch or a show that like isn't visually yeah you know, appealing or aesthetically appealing like that side of world building and development is very underrated and I think that we've talked about this in the first few episodes, but um, the power system in Assassin actually has a lot of flexibility and a lot of ways that you could do interesting things, which we saw in this episode. So anyway, we get the Satanta reveal, we get the weapon, he uses, you see how powerful it is. We see how powerful he is. Lou basically dumps the plan to try to fake Dia's death. He's like, all right, I'm just going to do a, a duel and I'll try to use his trump card basically that he was saving for the hero in order to take out this guy, whoever he is. And it culminates in the uh, rail, rail gun, or not rail gun, but the tungsten rod, the hand of God, 
weapon that he kind of puts together. And that part I liked a lot because in fact, all the components of it were things that we have been yes. foreshadowed and taught about with that were part of the rules of the of the world. And in particular, it makes the scene, some of the scenes that were a little more, like they were very emotional, like the thing with Tart running and the wind and everything else like that. That was a good scene by itself, but the fact that it played into teaching us something about the rules so that then later on it could be used as the, you know, a, a part of the final attack is actually pretty, pretty cool. Um, and I, I bring that up because there's another show that I watched where the, we'll talk about it in a bit, where it was uh -oh. talk no jutsu was ultimately part of the finale, which I did not appreciate. So mm. this is, so this, or it's not really a finale, but anyway, we'll get to it. So in this case, I, we get all that and then Lou basically doesn't trick him, but basically stalls to give yeah. him time for his uh, one shot kill to go off. It works, it works out. And then we get the end where Dia is now his sister, but also they've confessed to each other and they've gotten physical. So, I mean, Lou is fucking his sister cousin. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, and so there's that. The other, only other thing in this episode was we did get another goddess cutaway and we got the Where reveal she of looked the hero. Menacing. Yeah, yeah. Or more robotic. Like this is part of a very, you know, like these goddesses are just existences that are. Oh, well, no, they, the they had that scene where it like panned to her and she made that like crooked that's, smile. Yes, that's correct. And yes. I was like, what the fuck? Like it's the juxtaposition between like that personality and like the robotic stuff where I'm just like, what the fuck are you? Like, right. what is going on? So and then we ended the episode with the reveal of the actual hero and his trainer, who we already met in a previous aside. So funny how- like, Oh, we did? Whole... We well, met remember, his trainer? She... Yes, we did. That was in, um, I want to say episode eight, eight or no, eight or nine. It was in one of the goddess asides where she picks the world's greatest teacher. And instead of sending oh. her to go after the hero to kill him, she sets oh, him to that train Oh, that was that woman? I completely... She had blonde hair and and uh, seemed like the same person. So. Oh, wow. Okay. I completely yeah. missed out on that. So, that oh, okay. so, so, so the neat thing about that is if the hero has a party those become the secondary antagonists before you know we get to the finale Actually, of the show yeah and then the and the, they said that the demon king has sort of appeared now so we're moving into the meat of whatever the story is i think that's one of the problems i've had with the show is that it hasn't had a consistent antagonist yeah or like someone that, that is of equal strength to really provide threat now we've seen what it looks like when you get a character that is overpowered in ways that are similar to our main character. Remember his his whole thing is he chose to be a growth type. He chose a whole bunch of skills that are all like, you know, they're designed to A, let him grow quickly and B, ass pull new abilities out of nowhere, but with some yeah. explanation as to how it works. So I, I think this is all to the good. So what did you feel about the way they presented that fight? Well, it wasn't really a fight, but like the confrontation and execution of Satanta, because I really enjoyed that part of the episode a lot. I did. That was my favorite part of the episode. I I enjoyed the fact that Luke was like, I would be an idiot to go out there and like one-on-one -on -one this nigga. That's stupid. I'm an assassin. I'm going to kill him like an assassin. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, thank you. Um, I also liked that it highlighted that like Luke's not all powerful. Like, 
he's not like he may be op in some aspects but like when he's put up against like actual like op shit it's like you're you're gonna have to think about a way to get out of this shit or because he's lug he's already practiced like multiple ways of like you know taking niggas out um that are well beyond this world's um like mechanic not rules. mechanical but like yeah the, the, the rules. rules that everyone is familiar with yeah yeah He's and doing so, shit, yeah, they, they don't understand, like guns and fucking orbital tungsten rods. So it makes me wonder heads. if the creator of uh, those ancient weapons are actually someone from a more advanced civilization that came through and made them hoes. And then, you know, they were just in the world now. Right. Like, yeah, so this, I don't feel like there's ever going to be, actually, no, that's false. Um, I would say though that my most excited moment was the very end, seeing the hero because I can't wait to see that character. That that's the kind of character that has like the in most insane like depraved faces. Like I can't wait until the corruption starts and we right. see the hero like those like little like innocent. Is it? It's a guy. Was it a guy? It looked like a guy. It looked like a guy. We think so. I mean, it, it was, yeah, so. it was like, you know, uh, a trap guy. So it's like the, the, the faces are going to be immaculate. Like he's going to look so fucking sinister. And yeah. I think that's another yeah. thing that they're like banking on is the fact that like he's, they're presented, you know, it's a trap. He's so like cute and blah, 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 blah. And then when he goes like, e or when he starts to go into evil mode and like Luke starts to witness it or we witness it that's when it's like oh shit like this is kind of like some sick shit or that's mm -hmm. how i would like it to go but you know i'm pretty sure everyone else who's like read the source material y'all are I mean, well on not, your way i mean that's one of the interesting things that, about opera the opportunities that are presented by the story that we have right now i mean you could definitely go in a more i'm gonna call it a redo of healer direction right like we saw a version where you have um character archetypes that would normally be positioned as you know um Good guys. It's for the for the yeah. lack of a better word. They're they're meant to be good guys, but the subversion is that they're all creepy, um, evil, degenerate sadists. And so it's the public faces, you know, what you expect, and the private faces, they're evil. And so the the story works by showing you how bad they really are, how depraved they are, and therefore justifying anything over the top and extreme that happens to them. That's one way to go. And that is what the author has already written. He's written a story that's like that. It's also possible that they go the other way in the sense that maybe it's not so much that the hero gets corrupted, but they're still stand for something yeah. you know, at the end of all of it. And it's really more philosophically, they have a fate and that fate, if they're left unchecked, will destroy everything. And then it really is like cutting out uh, um, a cancer rather than the you know like Lou is he's not like an Avenger type main character he's very uh -huh. pragmatic and he this is a job to him that's what he was essentially hired to do so the real question is that at the end does he look at what the hero means to this world the idea of the fate that's going to happen whatever bad or good things they've done and weigh that against whatever changes in his character maybe he thinks maybe he figures out that the goddess system or whatever is running it is actually the real problem, or maybe there's another solution, right? Because I think that might be the of the uh, not a valid but the valid storyline because the I don't know just the way that he's like aiming the gun at the goddess in the opening. I feel like that's yeah. a hint for something. It could so. go. It could go anyway, and I wouldn't be. I wouldn't think that it's necessarily a bad thing if it sort of took the route that you suggested, because you know those at the end of the day, why are we watching the show? We're watching the show to to see stuff like we saw 
in episode 12. And the hero would be that confrontation theoretically would be the ultimate expression of that. So I'd be yeah. happy to get there, you know, with him being a bad guy. I still think that that's ultimately probably where it's going and that, you know, he'll start hunting down his supporters and other Support. strong people. So that's another thing that I'm actually really excited about is that, and I, th I think I said it earlier with Satanta, so I feel like I'm going in circles now, but the fact that there are other people that he's going to have to fucking contend with and that he's not all powerful. And so it'll probably do the whole, not like maybe like the Shonen-esque thing where it's like, these are this, these are the hero's inner circle. These yeah. are the people you're going to eventually have to kill to get to the hero while also doing other assassin shit and getting caught up in other mm -hmm. things. So I think there's a potential to do something different with that like traditional storyline while also like having Luke go through different character arcs where he's like, I actually like a lot of these people that I've ended up killing, but at the end of the day, I still have to focus on killing the fucking hero and they're in the way. So, yeah. And I think if, I mean, we're, we're sort of in a retrospective now since it's the end of the season, but I think that you can credibly say that that character has gone through a lot of changes over the 12 episodes, yeah. as well as, you know, being able to leverage knowledge, even from episode one. I mean, in this episode, in episode 12, we got a flashback to when he realized that he had been screwed, you know, by his employers yes. and that feeling, that danger sense, which really wasn't all that evident before because everything he was dealing with before, he was super uh, overpowered. There wasn't a sense of fear or danger. And he kind of also missed when uh, what was going on in that town when Dia was, when he was out there with Dia the first time. So this is not an all-powerful, all-knowing kind yeah. of person like he he can be surprised he can be caught off guard he can be uh overpowered by others who exist in that world so there is so that's one thing i was worried about is like how much of a power fantasy was this going to be was this going to be one where they, they you know i, I would put ari ferretta sort of kind of in this vein even though they that story does an okay job of scaling itself you know, yeah, especially in the beginning. I actually need to rewatch Ari Ferretta before it comes out because I feel like I I've forgotten like the overworld thing, like the prophecy that he's yeah. part of. Everything, like, I, that. like I said, everything up to the when the rabbit girl shows up in Ari Ferretta does actually do a very linear sort of growth where the main character is not overpowered. He is yeah. actually severely at a disadvantage for a long time. But once he gets out of that first dungeon he starts inventing things that make his life easier, but some of those things are really cool. So yeah. that sort of then becomes the hook. To, you want to see him flex on dudes with like, you know, guns and, and like, you know, motorcycles and all kinds or of like stuff that the, no one the, else has ever seen. Military Jeep with the fucking exactly. turret. The, my, yeah. Things that no one else in that world has seen, like it becomes kind of fun. It's like, it's like Gate, if Gate wasn't a piece of trash like show oh man i could only get like i finished the first season the gate and then i got yeah. like three episodes into the second season and i was like i'm still not feeling this shit i'm not there there like, we could go on about gate <laughs> but it's the same it's the same general concept that's through all three of them it's like you take a person with like modern understandings of warfare and wet and modern weaponry in our world and everything else and then you shove them into a, a medieval magical society but they can create all that shit. What havoc can they wreak and what ways can they flex on people with stuff that would be familiar to us, but maybe wouldn't necessarily be familiar to other folks. So I, I think it's a very good formula. And even though by definition, the show is trash, it's designed 
for trashy people with trashy minds. I'm a trashy person with a trashy mind. Like it's what it's there for. The fact that we can get scenes like we've gotten throughout this season makes yeah. it an easy watch and an easy excuse to watch more, even if there are aspects of it that like I'm just gonna groan and roll my eyes at. Like because that's the well, it's not the intention, but it's just like you know, the target audience. That's not for me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like I could I I have less of a problem with it here than I do in other shows that are very boring and don't have a lot else to because offer. Because this is like, doing something else at the same time as opposed right. to basically just being like, this is the crux. Exactly, exactly. Like, I'm not going to tune into a show for incest. I'm just going to say that straight up. Like, that is not a kink of mine. I'm not into that kind of storytelling. It's mostly a turnoff. Now, pseudo-incest... Yeah, whatever. I don't yeah. The implication of it. I know why. I, I if if we want to have like a whole serious conversation about like why people enjoy this kind of media, then I I can get with an explanation for it that doesn't make me want to puke. Like I I do understand who are, people are fans of. This. But one of the reasons why I'm okay moving on from it and not holding it against a show in Assassin's case, but then something like Mahoka, I'm just like ah, it just grinds my gears. Is because. These show this assassin is not explicitly designed to cater to just that audience, and, yeah. and where and the rest of the show is kind of just like ornaments on top of like the incest tree. Like that's not what it is. It's got that as a part of it, which okay, fine. But it's got a whole lot of other stuff in there too that's more front and center. And I actually do give a shit about the story. The story is interesting. The world is actually pretty interesting, and it's I like the power in, system. Yep. And it's expressed in an interesting way, unlike some other shows. Some other shows, the world is interesting, but it's just not, it's explained to me and shown to me in the most boring. It's just walking around with wet panties. Like, yeah, right, yeah, right, like... right. So, so yeah, I enjoyed this season. I like this sort of final episode. And I think we got a lot to work, to think about for our next season. I don't know if it's been announced. I know that- I don't know how much it. material is out there. Do they have enough for a second season? I don't know. I actually don't know. Maybe we didn't cover all that much. I mean, they did skip some stuff. They, I. Oh, they bet. did. I mean, well, I would. I mean, just I would bet that they skipped some stuff. I mean, the whole thing on the island seems like that was probably yeah a chapter or 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 whatever, and they just cut it. Which, in retrospect, I don't mind that they. I cut don't that, mind because it would have just yeah. been like a. It would have felt like an omake, and then like he'd be doing like magic shit in the background, Hard, like him. like suppressing her like love exactly but, like, like yeah. and, you know oh it's nighttime and we're all out of energy and like maybe i get close to him and then it doesn't work out for comedic reasons and then they get on the boat like i th that's been done ten thousand times before so we didn't need Good it without again. it i would have liked um at least though in that that first episode when you know they're on they start out on the boat leaving it yeah. would have been interesting if the first shot had been the island in ruins like Ooh, and they're leaving. You know yeah. what? I like, get that. You know, again, nitpick, tiny, tiny little thing. Yeah, a little scene here, or there to just like stick, stitch that shit together. But, but everything doesn't unravel because of those little nitpicks. Like, okay. yeah. By no means. By no means. I really enjoyed enjoyed the show this season. All right, we're saving that bitch for last. So let's do Paladin. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing to mention, I think, it, for me in this episode was. This was like a, we, we, like, Will was on the up. So now we need to bring that motherfucker down. Down. Plump. Plummeted. Right. Because he's, he's been one-shotting pretty much everything. Dragon. Weirvin, Weirvin Slayer. 
Yeah, he's been he's been on a on a on a high. He needs to come down, especially if the and I don't know where the season's finale is going to be. I don't know what they want to do, but he has to overcome some more shit. We we got the training stuff. We got all his family things. He walked on the world a little puppy. Oh, everything's so cute and pretty. Oh, yeah. I give you. And every at every level he's learning. Oh no, shit ain't sweet. Oh, you got all these 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 goddess powers. Can't be using them. Willy nilly, just to solve everybody's problem. Oh, you're super strong. Well, you can get everybody killed. Run out in the woods, like whatever. Oh, you think your friends or your homies just like just like your 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 family that you left behind? Oh no, them fragile niggas, they could catch it too. So, I, I yeah, like that's basically doing. the episode where they were just like, these niggas are not on your level. And also, I don't know if I would call Will cocky. I don't think he was cocky. I think he was just it was just like momentarily careless. Careless is the right word. Yeah, that's the right word. I think he was just a bit careless. I was afraid though that they were gonna kill that nigga. I was interested. Episode. I actually thought I, they might go through with it. I was impressed when the fire hit him. I was like, oh, "Are they getting him out of here?" Yeah, like I didn't think y'all were gonna do this. I like, didn't bite all the way, but I bit a oh, little they bit. Had, like they had, I, I bit a a little bit. I was like, oh, they might actually do it. Like I had when Raynov was like, show. you gotta go heal him. I was like, oh shit. Okay, he's alive. <laughs> oh my. I thought he was like the moment that that fire hit him. Because at first I was thinking, I was like, oh, Raynov is gonna like stab one of the heads. And then oh, I, it would be like a quick cutaway. Because they actually kind of they the way they they put that scene together, it did kind of look like he someone could have come in. But instead yeah. it was just hit, it, but instead like he, he pulled the sword and started killing everybody. They just let they just let that nigga fail like True. back to back to back and i'm not mad at it at all i'm actually like i think this has a greater effect um because as opposed to like you know seeing him fail like incrementally I like agree. this just coming out of nowhere and basically being like literally like ripping the rug from someone somebody from under somebody's feet it's like right. damn right. Right. and then of course he has the whole like inner monologue just fucking himself up and he's just dogpiling himself and and some of what he said so i had like questions in the first half of the episode where i'm like okay his reaction to this is not good it's like you know very uh uh what i don't even what you would call this in in writing but like when the the main character has a moment where they it's not a break but it's like they have come to a realization but the realization is like half wrong and so they they start going in a direction in their way of thinking that's sort of like you're running down you, you you've observed the right thing but you're make you're running down the wrong path that's yeah. kind of what i got out of this is that like he he was right when he said oh shit i've been careless i'm super strong and i'm abnormal here are my reasons for why i was avoiding thinking about this all that was legit and then his reaction to it was oh i need to do everything on my own which we've yeah. seen that that fall how that is a problem which means that the answer is the power of friendship but maybe not in an annoying way yeah i feel like it's going to be um most likely mental going mm -hmm. up to him and basically just saying like okay bro like yeah we weak but we're not useless right. and also like we care about you like as a person mm -hmm. so like you know it's whatever. I don't know. I, I I think you're right. The friends are going to be the saving grace. I was surprised that Tonio and BB though didn't like immediate cop some shit and basically be like, "No, nah, yeah. let's talk. Let's talk, nigga. Let's talk." Yeah. But yeah. also, they haven't known him as long as Menel, 
And also, I think that his previous, I, and I think this is an important plot point, at least to me, what I've noticed is that like his previous life experiences where he's been like, like a social recluse or whatever, are like adding on to this like particular problem. And yeah, we yeah. haven't really seen that like come into play that much, especially since he's left the, um, the temple. Like so far, he's just been like, you know, a blessing like all over just like i'm gonna bless people i'm bless this you. i'm doing this yeah bless like you. oh you know i got i got this like this crew of healers everybody in heels like oh, okay okay i thought that the main bad guy first of all i i gotta say i still really enjoyed the shows just like zero fucks um about shit when they literally were like looking for the homeboys and they were just like pan bodies on the ground dead mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, they could get they could get brutal when they need to. Um, there was an aspect of that that I still. Th- this has been like the season of like really good shows that just don't have antagonists. Like, oh yeah. Like, so the Chimera showing up with all these demons in an ambush is cool. I'm left with more questions about that than answers. And I'm Who's not the sure. Who's the primary gonna... organizer? Right. Are they part of? Um... Fuck, what's that God's name? Stagnate. Yeah, stagnate shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm not even sure that they're even implying that that is what's happening. Like, there's a lot of the non-human side of the story that is very un- underdeveloped, but that's probably purposeful. You know, like this, right now, we're just getting to know everybody. So, like, it doesn't need to be any kind of, like, grand thing. But, like, for example, now we know demons are pretty intelligent. I mean that's a good that's a good thing to know. Will that play into what Will is doing? I mean, if he's gonna go, let's say he goes after the and also the why he keep resorting alone. to that damn thunder spell? Like nigga, like relax. That's all he knows, it's, relax. He don't know. He don't know nothing. <laughs> he didn't read any of the advanced books. He just did the simple shit. Remember, Gus is like just yeah. do the basics. That's, that's his only high level spell he knows. Look, he's looking like it's in the game. You're looking at your spell book. You only got that one. Oh, you, know, it, you better hope it works. Um, <laughs> and you need enough MP to cast that shit over and over. Exactly. So, like, there was a, there were a lot of aspects of this episode that felt a lot like, again, uh, a tabletop game sort of uh, yeah. scenario. Because they 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 time skipped us a little bit. They got to summer. I don't know where they. It's were. been a while. So, yeah, it's been like a few months or so. Yeah, I'm gonna presume it's like two to three months have gone by. They've kind of gone out. They secured a couple of villages. They're feeling good about themselves. This. I, you know the the setup for what happened i'm all for patrol goes missing they go out and look for him they get ambushed he whips out the demon sword bing bang boom okay the only thing that i was a little bit like is an annoyed might be too strong a word but like i was just a little, i was questioning is that so will is a very logical guy yeah we know this he has a, a strong inner monologue he, he is strategic he will plan because he said that he said no our tactics weren't wrong it was just, I, I overestimated how our relative strength to the rest of the world. So he's had that demon sword the whole time. Has he not thought about how to use it correctly? If he's going to carry it on him. And oh, yeah. Like, this is the first time we've seen him use it outside of the, yeah. Right. He like, he like pulled it out and just started swinging it around. He even says in the monologue while he's fighting that like he just, all the tactics, all of the other things that he caught with, just threw them away. And just like went ham with this thing. And then after the fact, he clearly felt bad about it. And in my head, I'm like, okay, he, he's a softie, so he can have that reaction. But if he's as smart 
as I believe the character has been presented to be, it's a little weird that he didn't think ahead of time or train ahead of time or like plan ahead yeah. of time about how and when to use this super, this cheat code. Maybe he was only planning to use it like against like godly things if he ever yeah, ran into problems and, with gods and, again. And he, and he did pull it out because his friend got hurt. So like that's, a, yeah. you know, it was an emotional moment. I'm not saying that that doesn't make sense. I'm saying that like, I would have preferred to see him having thought about that ahead of time rather than trying to use it like, oh, using this weapon, which by the way, the first time he used it was to, to get out of jail. His, yeah, it was to protect his family. I would have liked to have seen him like, you know, here are the rules for when I use this and then not beat himself up for using it because he didn't, he wasn't sad he used it to protect his uh, to kill Stagnate the first time, or the, that, that, yeah. that echo of him. He was sad about that. It was just, and he knew what the the downside risks were. So, but now he's moping around the village like, oh no, I had to do this horrible thing. They saw me use my ultra super secret. Like, come on, bro. Nah, I don't buy that. That I wouldn't react that way. Let me put it that way. That wouldn't be, wouldn't be me. I'd be out there like, yeah, I'm gonna show you the way, nigga. Come here, get your ass down here. <laughs> Get your ass up. We about to you got to knuckles your ass into the next 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 dimension, right? He's out. Wow. So and I mean the Chimera ran away from him. So I don't know if that sword is known like outside. It of... can't be right. It can't because all was, that is like lost history in that. It that... is, but we don't know the the average like length of the demons though. That Chimera seems like true, it's like true. a top level kind of like thing. That shit could. I'm assuming they don't have similar lifespans to humans. True, true. It reacted. It got the it got the fuck out of there. I would have been like, obviously, Metal Dog would be like, surprise, nigga. Like, I did enjoy Raynov talking shit though. He basically was like, if it gets close enough, I can kill it. Yeah, like, and he seemed like, like he handled yeah. himself. He he had the line of the episode when he said, uh, "They think they they're the ones who trapped us here." I'm like, bro, I, I feel you 100%. Yeah, exactly yeah. Coming, Which bro. that made me, they 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 lulled me into a sense of like false security where I was like, oh, they about to watch these niggas. And it was like, yeah. no, nope. nope. <laughs> they did not. Nope. But it's weird because like they all, they made this, uh, they made the formation and then they just forgot that there was a giant monster that had wiped out the other group. Like where, they didn't see it. Rolling. And also so like Will just thing. like, Casting magic in the middle of the battlefield, not oh, looking around. So like I thought that, that so snake funny. was gonna like bite that nigga's arm off or something. That I was, was like, so you funny. really just, you really just, you you fucking up. You fucking I did up. laugh, but like it, he had that shit coming for getting that cocky. <laughs> anyway, so I think I think um you know we'll we'll see where this goes as far as yeah. And there's one more. He'll, he'll come back. The season's gonna end on a on a positive note. Like we're not, yeah. not gonna be moping around till next season. Which has been announced, so we got a season two. Oh, it has been. It oh, was good. announced because there's a today. lot of material. I saw. Um, how many? Do you know how many uh, light novels there are? I, uh, I think there's a. I don't know about light novels. I think I saw like a volume fourteen or something, or like eleven or something. Because I was looking hey. for pictures for the YouTube video for like backgrounds, and I like saw uh -huh. some stuff, and I was like, oh shit, it looked like we got a lot of shit to cover. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it's those covers. I, I need to know if he if uh, this turns into a harem. That's all I need to know. <laughs> I didn't see any any. Women, I don't no think women? I saw any women on those covers. Hey, I mean, listen, it all. could be a different kind of harem. I'm just saying, if it 
Now, if we get like a uh, like um a bro adventure kind of like shit where he's literally I mean, just goes around the world draw bros. metal with those puffy ass undergarments. <laughs> I I I'm not I would be mad at it. I'm just, okay, like you don't do what you gotta do. Um but also I would be surprised if he had well no, let me I'm okay, anyways, enough yeah. theory crafting. Um yeah. we have let's go on to the main event. So hmm. Okay. So, 86. Uh, James has a lot to say. I'm just going to say that I was surprised. Um, I wasn't writing the show off, but I was kind of waiting. So we finally got what we needed to get. And it was entertaining. Um, I still don't understand what them niggas was going through. I just, I, I just, I don't. And there was someone who like got in my comments and they were like, oh yeah, you definitely didn't understand this episode. But then you didn't, under- you didn't explain it yourself. So nigga, what? Explain it. Come on. I asked people. I was like, if I'm missing something, like let me know, or maybe like you know, it's a a product of something else. You didn't explain it. So we went into this episode, and this is what I know. This is what I expect out of '86. But I expected this. Um, I expected this. The frequency of sequences like this to be more common, as opposed to the Shin wants to die again sequences so um yeah i'll just piggyback off what you got to say because i'm pretty sure you have a list (sighs) (laughs) okay this this fucking show puts me through things that i don't like because Uh, i like the show okay i like this show and it puts me through things that as a as a writer and a fan I want to like reach out and just like shake Take the it. director, shake the producers, shake the the episode segment writers. I want to shake them because there are. Let me let me dial this back. So, let's talk about something that that failed, and then we'll use that to compare it to eighty six. So, another series that came out this year finally was one that was reviled by everybody, which is High Guardian Spice. Okay. This was a Crunchyroll original. Yeah, I won't go yeah, into yeah, too many yeah. details about what's going wrong. But one of the big criticisms, if you ever see any of it, episode here or there, even a summation of what goes on, is that there you with a show like this, and I think um, Tesla Note is in a similar place, and X Arms from a couple seasons back. There's a line between like amateurism, and then mm-hmm. when you uh, something done professionally, but it's done wrong or done in a way that that kind of undermines itself. 86 sometimes feels like there's amateur stuff in there, but I think that's probably more from the source material, like ideas oh. that are not developed, but they sound like a good idea. And then there are things that are just, they're good ideas and they're not executed. They're either executed wrong or they're not executed to their fullest, most effective uh, deployment in a story. Okay. So what happened in this episode? In this episode, we are two days after the beginning of the uh, of the mission. We've gotten through all the internal talk and everything else. So it's basically the whole episode is is based around them going from wherever they started to fight uh, Kiri. That's it. So we don't. There's really no other um, cutaways. We don't see any anything else about the Nothing war that's from happening. the Republic. Is, yeah. No, it is now. We're strictly on. You know the 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 out the 86 squad 
whatever. So what? how does this episode put together? It's a very typical, uh, we're going to go fight the last boss episode where every three minutes or four minutes, a member of the main cast is cut off, stops, whatever. So I'm going to hold them back. And then that gets them out of the story to set up a confrontation between the the characters that are emotionally connected to each other. So in this case, it's um, uh, Shine and Kiri, it's Frederica, Frederica. and Kiri, and then yeah. to a much lesser degree, Raiden and uh, uh, Shine. Okay, that's the that's the meat of the episode, and we we end with like the kill shot that you would expect, right? So if I laid out to you like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. Everyone's gonna get their hero moment, right? The members of the team. They're going to go off, they're going to do things, and you know whether they're alive or they're dead or however it works out, you, this is supposed to elevate these side characters and then get them out of the way so that you can just do all the pathos stuff with the primary uh, you know, protagonist and antagonist. To me, that's where things went off the rails immediately. So Anju oh, gets okay. separated. She gets hurt because it says she, it literally says on the screen she had a concussion. And yeah. She lies to everyone. Oh, says, it said okay. on the screen she had a concussion. It's on the little like pop up display. I completely went by monitor. that. I literally was just like, "Girl, you holding your shoulder in your head." Like it said, head trauma, possible concussion, and something else, some other damage. And then she lies, says she's fine. I'll take care of it. You guys go. She says something that is Bido. not audible, which is sort of like a death flag. They put thirty eight death flags on her, and then they were like. They they let her go off, and we don't even get a scene of her doing anything cool. We just get a faraway shot of an explosion, and then that's it. So it's like, that is a wasted opportunity. Do you understand what I'm saying? We already started out with a wasted opportunity for a, a member of the principal cast who is not done with her character arc as far as we were had gotten in the series, right? Because normally when you yeah. kill them off, you do the thing beforehand where it's like, I finally realized all the things that were... Whatever, nah, bitch. She just stretched out Frederica, and then that was the last we saw of her. Okay, yeah, fine. whatever. Other dude whose oh. name I'm now forgetting, right? The the night the uh whatever blonde. Don't know, blonde. Forgot his yeah. name. Which Don't care. Own problem. It's own problem. But we're not gonna get to that. They just walk into a city, and then he's like, "Oh, there's guys coming behind us. I'm no good outside of a city, so I'm just gonna like." theatrically shoot a, a pillar to block the road and then he literally says like don't worry in guys, a city I'll hold them back yeah with other roads back. that can go around the fucking we don't even we don't even see him do anything he just disappears so now i'm like okay another principal member of the principal cast we've written uh the episode didn't get the hero moment didn't get any cool thing just fuck it we don't care they're gone oh fine I mean, at the end of the day, if I'm being fair, like it's really Raiden and Shine who have like the strongest personal relationship. So whatever. Yeah. Then, then we get third girl. She just like they get to a, the woods. They get shot at by the um um pale rider. Church, the pale rider. They get shot. She starts shooting randomly in the air, and then is like, I I'm better off shooting from a distance where I can see. Okay, fine. Tactically, that is sound. It sounds like she's going to cover support. fire. She's going to support the attack, and we in the last episode know that she's got unfinished shit with with uh, Shin. So like that's a very girlfriendy thing to do. I'll take care of you, baby. Like whatever. But then before she fires three shots, we don't know what happens, and then like a blue beef comes in, and then Pale Rider explosion. literally shot her with the nuke. Right I now, 
they went out of their way right before this to show her dodge some incoming um, artillery fire. So like as a the artillery specialist, it would make sense that she's shooting and moving, shooting and moving tactical stuff. We saw so much attention to detail on the tactics earlier in this season. Where'd that shit go? That seemed to disappear because now it's all about just running directly at Pale Rider's caterpillar. And then that doesn't even make any fucking sense because once Pale Rider's done for, you're surrounded and swarmed by the rest of the Legion that you fucking ignore. Then Raiden, who is carrying Frederica, just gets hit. And And for the first time ever, a shell goes through the fucking armor. Yeah, so they they try to like swerve you into being like, is everybody dead? They got they look like they got hit by a shell, and it's like, no, he's just bleeding, and he blocked her. Some glass got in his arm, but his legs are gone. So he's done absolutely nothing. I want to point this out again. Raiden, from the beginning of this operation till now, on screen has done nothing. He's supposed to be Except the second the command. He's supposed to be the hard ass. He's supposed to be the one that if you're gonna kill somebody, if you wanna. Give someone the badge to make this season feel fucking like hard. You want to kill a nigga? That's the man to kill. You do that fucking guts hundred man battle with that dude trying to cover Shin's back or do something like that. If you want to kill him, but we didn't. But we didn't get that. We got no hero moment again. He is just out. Frederica gets into Fido. Fido locks her up. Shin says, "Stay away." Apparently, the robot doesn't fucking listen because. Seven or eight minutes later, that bitch is out there in the middle of battlefield with a gun. Right Where did next. she get the gun? Right, right. right. Just crawls out. So apparently, Fido did not listen to stay back. Brought Frederica to the fight and then let her out, which are all three things she had said not to do. And we had no indication up to this point that Fido wouldn't listen to shit. She was the only person that he listened to. <laughs> but so, okay, I will say the way that she got out though was that they got hit by that blast. Fair. From riding because they were like they were in the area. Yeah, right, right. But that it doesn't it, say why they were in the area. Yeah. He said, go away. Point. Them niggas would just follow you in the back. Okay. <laughs> I don't even want to get to that yet. But... Oh, so boy. now we're at the point where, at least as far as we know, it's gonna be one v one, Shin versus this giant caterpillar thing. This was so everything I said up to now, that's a narrative problem. You didn't give people their hero moments. And you're, but you did it to accelerate this confrontation. Okay, I'll, I'll let that one go. Now we get into the directorial producer problems. You want to have a, you want to have a final confrontation with a big boss. Okay, you have taught us for two seasons. Where do these mechs work the best? Urban environments. What are the coolest like battle scenarios that you've gotten so far? It's when the the spider mechs are zipping and dodging and pulling up and going vertical and have taking cover fire. Exactly. Yeah. Taking advantage of all the rules of the world, all the cool mecha designs, all the technologies. And Shin is a close range fighter to begin with. And what's his signature? It's those two blades yeah. on the front of his thing, right? But for some reason, the crux of this fight is going to come down to him doing some kind of point blank uh, uh, cannon shot that, yes, we've seen him do before. But since when was that his signature move? That was just some shit that he did one time. Meanwhile, you've constructed a battle scenario that is completely uninteresting. It's a flat, open field in the middle of nowhere. There's no cover, there's nowhere to dodge. So now we're gonna start to have problems because how could this giant, heavily armed mecha with like gun points all over the place, the ability to shoot rail gunshots at like 
effectively close range and super long range. Yeah. So we're supposed to believe that like Shin literally just runs at this motherfucker in a straight line, doesn't get hit. His big plan was to like overheat some of the little side guns and then maybe that was that was on the ass. phone. That would be ass. like, where do I shoot this thing to kill it? So that so now Shin. Even though he looked cool, calm and collected, he he had his shit together in this fight. He looks like a fucking moron. They chose a fight in the worst possible place with no fucking plan. And visually, it doesn't give me any of the things that I really like no. about this series. It gives me nothing. No. no. Nothing. I mean, the, the latter half stuff. did please me, but... And we'll get to that. Yeah. Yes. So the beginning of this fight, I'm asking myself, what, what the fuck is going on? Why did they make these choices to now have a visually uninteresting, nothing going on kind of battle. Then I found out because all of a sudden when Shin is in trouble and he's, you know, oh really, he's a close range fighter. You shouldn't be doing that, which would have been information would be real useful to have when they were like planning this operation. And so I don't know why we're figuring this shit out now, but okay, Shin's in peril. So what should happen? But, oh, gunfire from out of nowhere. What, what's going on? Well, we get the implication, because we see missiles. So like maybe Anju's not dead. And then we get the implication, because we get like aerial bombardment. So the other girl's not dead. I don't know about the other little nigga. I guess he died in the city. I don't give a fuck about him. Dead. Yeah, no. Maybe it was, yeah, he, I thought he was like a sniper or something like that. So like, yeah. he, he wasn't involved. Maybe he is dead, okay? But to top it all off, Brian's not dead. This nigga crawling on two legs. Fucking coming out of again straight line, no no fucking plans. Okay, gets flat blasted again. Running to his we, death. I think we figured out at this point that like in this season or this stage of the story, you could watch a nigga get hit by a goddamn orbital strike, and as long as you don't see a body come flying out of the machine, then they I will think. be so, fine. Yeah. So I'm I actually. But, I yeah. thought that Raiden and um, Redhead Girl were done for. No, I, I listen at this one. I thought I, that. I think they're indestructible. I'm gonna go right back to the thing I said at the middle of this season. Like they have moved on from the whole like you know killing people in the party for shot. So value. the plot armor is like hardcore. Yeah, that, all it is. For all the other niggas died and gave their power to the remaining team because <laughs> <laughs> they are not dying for anything. Like no way they're gonna kill him. Like I, I don't believe that shit. If they kill if they do kill Raiden, I will at least give them the benefit that he got a hero moment in this episode. Because that nigga literally did nothing the whole operation on screen, okay? I thought we were gonna see, uh, like, Anju suicide herself with a gun or some shit. Or whatever, right? We didn't get any of that shit. All right, so now we're in the, the home stretch. So the the friends have sort of kind of come back. Frederica is on the battlefield for no good goddamn reason even though it's the last place she should be. And frankly, her being there didn't- I told you she was going to do this shit. I told you she was going to do this shit. But whatever. So now we get into the part that bothered me. Like all that other stuff, those are just like errors of of judgment and direction that like, it's a choice. They made that choice. I disagree with it. But like, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. This shit that comes next bothered the fuck out of me. We get Frederica coming out and doing a top no jutsu segment with an AI that we're presuming that she's able to communicate now telepathically with this guy because like, but she's speaking out, whatever. I don't, I don't know the, the mechanics of this. Fine. We've already established that there's some kind of weird magic that's happening with some certain characters. The nose and so clan what, and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a psychotic AI that uh, to this point, as far as we know, 
uh, is go was went crazy because he died in the process of trying to like protect her. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't know that she's still alive, but I assume it can detect her brain the way she can detect him. I don't know how this shit works. She gets out and starts talking about like, you know, I'm still alive. Why are you doing this? And like, what is this conversation? Because we stopped fighting. Everyone's no longer fighting. So this, at any point, the team could have gotten together and just murked this nigga immediately. But no, they're just in, in talk mode. She then threatens to kill herself, which very briefly snaps Shin, uh, uh, Kiri out of whatever psychosis its brain is in, only for it to just say, ah, fuck it, kill, 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 kill. Like that's, so, so, so she tries to talk him out of it. I guess this is supposed to have opened up like a moment of weakness so then Shin can charge in. But I want to point out that up until this point, Shin doesn't even know what he's supposed to be doing because Frederica hasn't actually told him where he's supposed to shoot. That happens right before he does it. But he gets in, he gets his machine fucked up, he does the cool hero thing, dodges inside, puts the gun on the nigga's head, blows him away, and then we, we get the self-destruct sequence, which is supposed to tease us that Shin died in the process, which, like, I'm done with those types of teases. At this point, don't even fucking bother. Like, yeah. show, show me the fucking uh, uh, Naharazan or whatever, that, that thing flying in and, like, gra grappling, hooking him out or something, because I much prefer to, like, get that shit moving than to go another three months <laughs> before we figure out the end of this fucking cliffhanger. So I did not appreciate what was what done. What about Elizabeth? Oh, fucking no. Maybe that'll be the last two episodes of this season. Will be no, wasn't that her we'll find episode? Out was it? Yeah, because don't remember, first of all, she's the only one that uses those mortars. That's true. He's the only one that uses mortars. And then when he, when he heard those voices in his head, it did a close up to his ear where the sure, communication cool. thing used to be. And it's it, possible. He would hear that because it, that shit was developed based off of he and his brother. I believe that is a total possibility. So I thought I that it. those mortars. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I was under the impression that those mortar shells were from Elizabeth. It's, I think so too, but I'm just saying based but on I what also, was shown. I don't know how. Um, right. And then also, I don't think it was um, the like Anju or Red Girl because like their machines don't have the kind of like artillery power to shoot that many so mortars we, at once. We know that the missiles were probably Anju. I don't know about yeah. the other two, right? But, but this is my point. And this is where I get, this is the, the summation of all this direction and writing here. If the point of this episode is to show that all the people that were in his life who he was relying on but was rejecting ultimately come together to help him win an impossible battle, they got 60% of the way there with that story and left far too much of it up to like a random deus ex machina sort of events that don't have yeah. any foreshadowing, they have no precedent, and they have no payoff. All in order to get us to like four cliffhangers. There's like four cliffhangers in this episode for no good fucking reason. Like I'm at the point where I don't even care about the cliffhangers because I'm annoyed at the way that they're put together. Like you want to have Elizabeth come through, then have the that then then really make good use of the of the table that you set when he is 
at his lowest point and about to get taken out, and he does all the stuff where he's fucking with his ear and he hears things out of the corner. Play her fucking voice. Just yeah. say, just say, what was his what was his old call sign? Uh, um, Reaper. Yeah, just like Reaper, Reaper One or whatever. Like, like Reaper One, stand by for incoming. And then the you can have like that the whole audience go, oh, because you don't have to, sh- you know, just play your fucking voice. You get your maximum impact out of that moment where it's like, oh, not only is Elizabeth alive, but she's coming here to help help him at his lowest point when he went through all this other shit. The same goes for all those like other these hero moments that you want to have for the rest of your cast. You don't set that up and then waste it it. away if you're gonna kill him kill him spectacularly if you're going to milk their participation for the emotional impact because that means they wasted our time in the earlier episodes this exactly exactly and then don't be like well you know while all that was happening here's what was going on over there like no motherfucker make that that episode like this make all the what happens to his friends this episode make episode 11 and 12 the penultimate that's a pacing and a directing decision and i heard that that. the other episodes it wasn't because of like well all this is because of production but also like they don't the time slots aren't available anymore because Mm. dress up doll is taking its time slot so who cares about dress up doll (laughs) i do so um they're taking that because i mean what's what is it like i think the stations they order like yeah show to like go in that slot for that season or that core or whatever and so they 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 ran out of they ran out of slots because of their production because of their production issues they ran out of slots and i mean it sucks um i will say i am looking forward to what the fuck is going on especially with two episodes after this like where the fuck There's are a we lot going? Of like, a lot of material. Like, if they open there. up the next episode with like the president, like literally, like fucking shit up in the country or some shit like that, I will take that. I don't care about the other cast members. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I care about Anju. I don't give a fuck about Raiden. I don't give a fuck about Blonde Boy, and I don't give a fuck about the other girl because I honestly thought that the other girl was dead for sure this episode mm-hmm. because uh, of that. Like when, when Shin Gate said thank you, and I was like, "That's your death flag. You're dead." That poor girl. She worked. She survived all that shit. Worked all the way through the story to get for for a fucking thank you and a blue beam for a fucking from, thank you. Yes, that, it, that is a waste I was like, You're of dead. my time. It's a waste of my time. She's dead. She's out of here. The fa- and her little like marker on the radar dipped out. I was like, girl, they put that death flag on you and killed you within a minute. That's fucked and it up. Didn't, and did nothing with it. You got like, this is, this is, okay. So I've, I've beaten that shit to death. Uh-oh. I only have one more. One oh, okay. More I, I was like, wait, how much more you got? <laughs> no, no, I only have one more complaint. I think this is one that, that we've talked about. So I don't necessarily need to go as hard on it. Kiri is a horrible antagonist. Horrible. Horrible. That, Horrible. That, that dream sequence that she Horrible. had. Horrible. First of all, okay, so I, I've talked about this before where like, you know, if she's she's going to reveal herself on the battlefield and I was like, one of my prediction was that, oh, he's going to kill her on when he sees her again to basically give himself the reason to like keep going with like his insanity. And instead, he immediately rewrites the shit. He's just like, you took her hostage? Yes. And it's like, I just don't care about him. If there were some kind of like nosing subplot, 
mm-hmm. that actually like was good as opposed to being like the dozens are powerful and then him going on about being like i want your power on my side your power should have been on my side and then it but it's just like <sighs> but like you are a villain and there are stakes but like maybe it would have been better if we saw more like behind the scenes stuff with like the legion and like he be the entry point into that but it wasn't that it's just like he hates you because he knows that you're nosing and the legion fucking wants you to fuck get the fuck out of here like did i misunderstand it or did they want to kill him they don't even want to like him to become legion they just want to kill no him. no he he was actually told not to kill him oh and then in the beginning of this fight he cuts off all communication with the rest of the legion yeah and then decides you know what it would be, i need to kill this motherfucker okay so, so they wrote their way out of that but all right uh, let's, co- let's collect okay so one of the big reasons why kiri is a horrible antagonist is because what he's meant to be in the story versus how he's developed and presented are completely out of whack with each other so I don't know anything about the Magaka's experience. I do know for a fact that this series started in like 2016, 2017, in that, around that time frame. Okay. And I say that because you can look at aspects of how of what the story is being told here, who the characters are, and see where this person got their inspiration from. So the Nozens are very clearly analogs for the Ackermans from attack on titan it is very obvious that that is what the inspiration was everything down to like having this distinguished distinguishing physical traits them being from a ruined country or a ruined nation that was that is discredited there's very few of them left they all seem to have really weird other you know superhuman abilities etc etc so it's just a so we've gotten three of them so far. We've gotten Shin, we've got his brother, and now we've gotten Kiri. All three of them are like super soldiers of some kind. And, you know, the two of them are evil Legion zombie robots. And then we have our, our protagonists, okay? So that's a better idea taken from a better series, but injected into this one. Nothing necessarily wrong with it. And there's nothing necessarily like unoriginal, more unoriginal about it happening here than anywhere else. Because there's plenty of like bloodline super soldier stories all over sci-fi fantasy yeah 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 yeah. the problem is that they because of that trope there is so much that is supposed to be built into kiri's character that is never really explored in any meaningful way to make him a good antagonist he is literally introduced into the plot with no foreshadowing by a character who's info dumping and basically just says you look like a guy that i used to know and then all this other back, all the emotional load of the antagonist story is dependent on Frederica. Okay. Shin has no relation to this person. No one of the main cast has any relation to, to the Kiri character. And on top of that, his his character doesn't even do anything in the context of the story that would put them at odds with each other. Because the only relevance that he has is that he is a controlling AI inside the super weapon that they didn't even know existed until like four until the ambush. Ago, yeah. When they pulled that shit right out of their ass. And it's like, oh, that's scary. He's a giant centipede robot. And it's like, oh, okay. So then we get to like this episode, which is supposed to be so emotional, right? It's supposed to be because Kiri is a doppelganger for Shin. 
Yeah. So, so in season one, his big antagonist at the end is his brother. And the idea in that one is, well, his Shin's brother is like a dark version of him that has succumbed to jealousy and anger and rage and everything else. And Shin is afraid that he's like his brother. And so he has to put him down in order to expunge that 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 uh, 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 responsibility that he felt that he had to like carry on because he feels like a lot of what's happening is in fact because he he didn't die. his brother got killed because of him and became a legion and caused all this damage. Okay, that was season one. Now in season two, we have another copy of Shin, this time with almost, even less like connection to the plot and the backstory. And what is Shin's story of this one? It's like, it's basically the same. He's got to overcome his demons and kill this thing that's very much like a version of what he could have been under different circumstances. Only the catalyst for all of it is Frederica, a character we didn't know before. And really, she's the only person with any connection. And then when her connection is brought up, the, the, the antagonist doesn't have like a moment of like, oh, I've done wrong. And that opens the way for him to be killed. It's like, nope, I'm so crazy. Like, he's just, he's just insane. And that's the problem with him as an antagonist, because you can have a crazy antagonist. There's nothing that's, you know, psychopathic killers and unstoppable yeah. monsters. And even like, you know, people who are more like openly well-adjusted, but internally they're insane, like monster. Yeah. Uh, the antagonist of Mon like this person is a fucking, you know, 10th, whatever you call it, like Mensa serial killer guy. Yeah. Fury is just like a frothing moron who <laughs> is stupid on two occasions nearly gets him, well, the second one does get him killed, but he like literally cuts himself off from the, from the rest of the network to fight a guy he never knew. Why would, why the fuck does he care about Shin? They, they, they never even established like why this, he's so focused on him. He could just sort of like hear him and he's like, all right, now I don't like this guy. So all that, all that said, because he's such an uninspiring antagonist has nothing to do with the main cast, everything about what they ask you to do in this episode emotionally depends on how you feel about Frederica as a character. Mm. One, if you love Frederica and you buy into her like pathos and her story and everything else, then the moments where she's trying to like talk no jutsu him and you're getting these flashbacks and everything else, then it will kind of work. But if you don't care, then all that stuff is sort of just a waste of time because now you're supposed to think, why are we here? Why is she here? Why is this guy here? What is happening? Does this make sense? And I have to say the answer to that is absolutely not. And I and I like Frederica's voice actress and I like a lot of the lines that she's given, but do I think that our main cast should be involved in her little like play acting night princess drama when I don't even understand how she's here? Like if she's too young for any of this. Stuff. Was she like four years old when the shit was happening originally? Think, like she's supposed yeah. to be like 10. Like this is weird. This is the, I, I, don't, I don't fucking get it. So, I've I mean, I've already. My body. <laughs> you needed to get that out. It's wow. Um, I'm just like, I mean, I feel like James has said a lot, um, a lot that like I'm pretty sure that I agree with all of it. Um, especially with the Frederica thing, it's like I enjoy her as a character, as far as like aesthetic and personality wise, but as far as like emotionally and this whole Kiri thing. It just, it, I did. It was a battle tactic. That's all I saw for me. And also, it was really shitty. So, just give me more mecha battles. That's that's just 
that's just what I came here for. I came here for the scene where Shin was running up to that nigga and getting his fucking legs popped the fuck off. That's what I came for. I, I just want, I just want more of that. I just, I just, I want more of that. That's all I want. And uh, I want to know what, you know, maybe the saving grace for like the first part of the show is that we kept getting the juxtaposition to like Shin and Elizabeth. Like Elizabeth kept like, you know, making up for the dreariness and like the repetitiveness of that is Shin's story. And now that we don't have her in here no more, it's kind of like, bruh, <laughs> like, come on. Okay. I'm with you 100%. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. It's that when you lose the balance and you try to like add other elements to like make up for it, it's like replacing all the sugar in a recipe. You gotta, you know, like they tried a lot of stuff. They threw a lot of shit at the wall. And some of it was really good this after this season. Like I like the the Federacy and that culture and the, I enjoyed and the, the president. Captain. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah, the, the captain commander. and these yeah. new like, yeah, like and the cast adjusting to this dual the life. And like, yeah, and they introduced a lot of like interesting ideas, but I, I'm gonna say it now. I'm not reading the light novel, so y'all can get the fuck out of my message with that, but I feel like the who the writer the, uh, the original author created frederica later realized he really liked this character and then decided to make everything about her all the characters become, oh yeah you said like, that yeah you just said wrapped that up in her the plot is all about her the action is not about any of the people we care about it's about this little girl having her like cathartic moment with, he's usurped with, the show yeah she took it over it's like jj and what's happening like like just and maybe is that the reason why Elizabeth is just like disappeared because the author actually, you know what? I don't know. Don't well, tell know us y'all. Right. There's, no like, there's like 10 or 11 volumes. Now, I heard when the first season was ending that they, that from people who read that they were just saying that, okay, the light novels are kind of coming to some kind of conclusion. That's what I heard. But okay. I went and I went and I, I looked just to see like, okay, based on covers alone, where are we in the story? Yeah, oh, this is this is volume two. Um, I don't Frederica, know where the fuck else we can go. Yeah, like this is volume. If two. we go I to space, need, I'm done. We're, I need if, I need this little motherfucker out of the story. Go like I don't know what it, I don't want to kill her. Like I I don't let her go her rebuild the empire or some shit or like elsewhere right. for like a few arcs or what like I don't know, I don't yeah. know. This or maybe gets, you know what? Actually, I can see. Eh, no, no, I, I, I can see things. If you wanna, if you wanna, I can see this going for a Elizabeth. while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no. I mean, they did a good. That was the other thing. This season, world building has been on point. Yeah. Getting us more shit going on. This because is, I can I'm, definitely see us going deeper into you know uh, the origins of the Legion. How the fuck did they turn on people? What is the power structure like now? Right. Is it actually all AIs or is it actually like actual humans? But like, I can yeah. see all of that stuff being viable plot lines. But right now, for all this bullshit, and we're only on volume two. There's so uh, much good stuff. There's so much good stuff there, and there's maybe more to this it's story. the translation between the volume and the anime. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, no, that's that's all possible. It's Maybe. all all that is possible. I'm just here to say that we have two more episodes in the season, so I'm withholding my judgment on the totality of what's there. I appreciate a lot about what in the first ten episodes that we got, what was brought to the table. So I'm not 
I'm not negative on 86. And I'll be hyped, not only for those next two episodes, but yeah. any continuation, because I do think that the core of the story, it's just it's a robot zombie story with like some telepathic teens, you know, piloting ro- giant robots. I'm a big Gundam fan. I'm in. I'm just saying that like when you when you when you ask me to participate in a story and then give me a bunch of bullshit to pad stuff out, I start to worry if my time investment is really worth it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Just give me more Gundams. I'm not Gundams. Give me more Mecha. Like speaking of which, did you see the preview of the the witch? Not preview, but just the announcement of like the, the witch from Jupiter. No, uh, did a video come That's out? That's gonna be the next. It's a no, no, no. Vid, they just they put a forty second announcement that had no uh, no, no fucking method in it. Yeah, you but I'm I'm. Teasing. But the sad part is, all I've seen is a poster. I'm like, put it in me, put it in me. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? Um, Ash uh, just posted on Twitter, and they saying that he just finished G Gundam, and I was like, what? G-Gundam I was like, is, is the truth though. What I was like, as big of a mecha fan as he is, I was like, did you just watch G Gundam? But then also, we don't be knowing how young these people are. So that is true. I mean, listen, if you're if you're a tsunami veteran, I don't know how you how you got away with not watching it back in the day. I was on G Gundam every day after. Ooh, that's okay. Let me not tell y'all this. Hand of mine is burning red. It calls out the name of victory. That skin tight fucking fucking battle suit, like. If you had told me before that show came out that you could be like, you could have Gundam and Dragon Ball Z in the same show, and I would have been like, I'd be like, no way that's true. No way. No way. That's but the reason was. why I like, I fucks with G Gundam harder than I do with Gundam Wing, primarily because I'd never really like watched Gundam Wing all the way through, mm-hmm. but because uh, the mecha variety in G Gundam was just like, just fucking all over the place. It was, it was uh, yeah, so it was many mecha. So many. If you were if you were an edgy boy or girl growing up in the uh, early two thousands, Wing was for you. That was that was for you. You you, the the beautiful pilots. Like you pick one. That's your that's that's your dude. Whatever. I picked my favorite weapon. Hell's do um hell side. Oh, so you were okay. Okay. The reef, like yeah, like the sight. Maxwell type of person. And then what's gonna call it? Hell sight custom with the fucking like black bat wings. Oh my god, nigga! No, oh my god. I, I, was I think gonna, I bought like I, five versions of that gun plug. When when Duo showed up, I was like, "That's my nigga." But then over time, I realized I'm more of a Katra person. I actually mm. like Katra. Like well, all, all the stuff that was good because Katra was holding it down. Katra would be like, oh, "You could use my shit." Like had a bunch of people. Only one of them that actually had like folks that respected them and followed yeah. them. Yeah, so was like a you big. Know, I was a big Katra Rababa winner fan. That was my. That was my dude by the end. But do we talking he about the cool? Yeah, the coolest. Yeah, we talking about these Gundams, bro. And I honestly, I can't say the same for eighty six. Not in a negative way, but like mecha wise, they're just not like distinctive overall, enough yet. We need more, more. I need more individuality beyond the fucking stickers, like. I don't care about the stickers. Anymore. I don't. I don't know. Did um who? I don't know who uh, produced this season or who's producing. Really, the model kits is a better way of putting it. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is it also through um uh like a, is this a sunrise thing? On the I have end? no idea, but I do know that I ordered a burn Gundam gunpla <laughs> randomly. Ooh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. But yeah, yeah I say that to mean um as far as pushing the boundaries, like rule of cool stuff. 
I think this series has so much that it can do and we haven't seen it yet. So I don't want to go anywhere, but like what, how, how many more model kits would have been sold if we got to see fucking uh, Anju going ham with fucking missiles and bouncing around the, the mountains and doing all My thing things? is that if you're going to give them specialized stuff, can we at least get like two or three minutes out of the episode, like going into the details on their loadouts? Yeah. Like it could have been the commander going up to like Andrew and basically being like, so you said you like your mech to be like this. So we managed to get yeah, this, yeah. this work or like, do we need to go back to like that way? I know like, because we were even just said it. We were like blonde boy. We really don't know what the fuck you do, nigga. Like, we don't I know. Think what he had like, he had two scenes in that like city battle with the new machine where I was like, oh, okay, he's, he plays this. He role seems like a fight. gorilla fighter or some shit. Yeah, like, like he. I think he was like the sniper sort of. Like you know, he would hide in a building and then relocate and take guys down. The, we had artillery. We had the missile barrage. We had like the close fighters. I think Ryden's was like more balanced and like he, him and Shin were a front line type of dudes. Like this was cool. People need to learn, not just people. Japanese executives who don't watch or listen to anything I will ever say. But Gundam Unicorn should be your model for how to make the maximum amount of money on this anything man. mecha or anime related. Oh my God. Gundam Unicorn should be, because there are there are episodes of Gundam Unicorn that just because a one mecha was in it, it had like one shot of like, you know, jumping up from the ground to go attack some other nigga like that, that sold thousands of model kits. Thousands, ah. like the Bjarlet custom, which is only in the the uh uh what do you call it the Jabro was it Jabro the what do you have the Jabro attack that's the one where like it busts out of the out of the hangar whether it's a it's a uh Federation one and it has like the extra arms and it takes down in the air like a bunch of custom like Zaku's and everything else it that scene is a minute and thirty seconds long I've watched that scene like a hundred times I own that fucking model kit okay. That shit is just an Easter egg. They threw that shit in there. There's people, if you go to forums right now, there's people debating who the pilot of that suit is, whether they were oh, a new type wow. of wow. Because it's <clears throat> shit that people can attach to that looks fucking cool and you can sell them things. And honestly, I don't care about the Legion designs. They don't look cool to me. Yeah. They don't look cool. And like, I would get a spider but all of them look the same. So it's kind of just like. Uh, so here's, I'm gonna, in how we, I don't wanna spend a lot of time. So in two minutes, okay, I'm going to rewrite the Kiri characters so they can sell a lot of model kits and make a ton of money. This is very simple. You introduce the Kiri character at the beginning of season two, um, not in a giant fucking centipede, but as a, as a, uh, a controller. That's on the front lines. That's fucking all the shit up. Every time we got the scenes in the series, the season of like, oh, we're getting pushed back. Oh, the war's not going well. We need to see a special-looking spider unit leading these forces in an intelligent Whoa. way. They're vicious. They're taking niggas out like like Shin. But you're watching it on the other side, just cut through Federation. You could even have them be operating in that other country that we were introduced to this yeah. time, just to like show this guy taking out fodder units and it resembling a character that we know. Miwa cut back. They're in, they're in the city, they're adjusting to normal life, they're doing all their regular shit, all the things that happen. Fast forward to when they enlist in the military, 
And now we get them out there because we had episodes where all of them were spread around doing stuff that we never got to see. Have one of the members run into that unit and it fucks them up. But they live and they come back and they said, there's some crazy shit happening in that front line. I fought a, a unit, it's like a fucking ghost. It moves like Shin. And that's the catalyst to getting the special forces unit back together because they're gonna go hunt this motherfucker. And that's when you find wow. all the Frederica shit, right? It's fine. In the middle of the season, say episode six or seven, Shin corners them. They have a duel. They both get fucked up. They get fucked up bad. He's injured. His suit's fucked up because they were using some basic ass motherfucking shit. Yeah. First. Uh, Kiri's suit gets fucked up, or the the thing it's in gets fucked up. Has oh to go back to God. the drawing board. I know you, okay. Has to evolve. Oh. Now you're getting two new units for the price of one character, and we have a relationship between these characters that's based on things that actually happened when they were on the battlefield, which is all we fucking care about. We don't care about all this stuff. It's fighting. Then you want to fast forward to the end, talk about super weapons, talk about all this other stuff, talk about other uh, commanders, and we find out that Pale Rider is the is the code name. And it's gone back to the drawing board. It's created the ultimate thing to take on what it now perceives as its number one rival. And oh, by the way, it's holding its Frederica hostage. His intent is not on Shin, it's on Frederica. It's getting her, but in the twisted way that the Legion works, it's like, I need to bring my princess back to the castle. So now the protagonist sort of motivations are inside the mind of an insane antagonist and they lead this crazy attack that leads to all the shit that we saw here, culminating in them finally finding his main body because they take out the secondary suit only to find out that the real one is the big fucking caterpillar shit. And then yeah. they have a big ass fight in the city that we saw in episode eight where everyone could show off all the hot shit that they were up to. You could even have Shane get caught on the electrical wires and do all that. She's about to die. Then you get your bombardment coming from you know, Elizabeth or whatever, you have her voice over the radio, everyone's coming together, The everyone's teaming up, wow. and they fuck that dude up, and then he blows his brains out, and you move on to season three. That's it! And you can sell so many bottle kids! Wow. I want that now. Oh, no! You could sell um, so many! And it would all make sense! Oh, the whole story wow. would make sense. Nothing new needs to happen. You just need to move these guys around and just introduce characters earlier. All the motivations would line up. It would be yeah, easy. Yeah, we haven't had any, like, my mech got destroyed and now here's a new super powerful cool one. Yes, that's the, that's what you do this for. That's all you do Gundam for. Oh, I like, you put your super pilot in some basic grunt unit and they, like, fight and then it gets fucked up and then they give you them a new one it's got like fucking hot ass weapons the arms are different the head is different it's got like a gold band or some crazy shit like if you saw anyway i'm not gonna get like it. moon gundam or some shit like that exactly this is easy and they can't fucking do it because they're locked to this god-awful light novel that was written by a guy <laughs> who just wanted to make attack on titan but with fucking robots <sighs> okay so <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to what else did you want? Did you finish Tack the Opus? I heard it was some bullshit. <laughs> the ending is fucking whack. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it's a good series. I think I didn't realize it was based on a mobile game until the end. But, <laughs> Okay. But 
I actually think that like if you want like a secondary show to be watching or you want to pick something up for the season that you skip, it's really good looking. Music is great. It despite the ending, the last two episodes, I'm not a big fan of what they were doing. But it this season of it, or I guess it's, it's wrapped up, but had my favorite episode of anime that I watched from like a emotional point of view, which was oh, the New yeah, Orleans yeah, episode. Yeah, the New Orleans episode. I yeah, yeah. really, really, really like that episode a lot. I like it a lot. And I think that even I think you could probably watch it with no context because it doesn't really involve any of the weird like world lore music arts and shit like that yeah like it's it's just it's a very personal kind of episode it's very good i did not expect it to be in the series i think um someone was somebody telling me that psy games and was was somehow behind tacked up or something oh is it i don't know i don't take my don't take my word for that i don't know but like um regardless i think it's been one of the best mobile um adaptations that i've seen um, it, oh. it, it's just really a good show on its own. Oh, the ending it's is Dina. Not great, like, it's not okay. Sagas, it's Dina. Okay, but re- okay. regardless, like, they yeah. actually did something good with it. Like, I really, really, really like what they did, so... <clears throat> so I watched oh, yeah. that. Um, I think it might be a good one, because they, they have a lot of decent shit underneath their belt. Depend- well, that doesn't mean the American people are going to do it correctly, because it's going to be... A- they're going to fucking license it out to an american net marble or some shit like that and they're gonna fucking gouge it okay anyways yeah so that was good um and then also world trigger really cool episode cool tactical very like um, <laughs> tactical very tactical um all fight they did there was no story elements here it's just about this final um rank rank battle <clears throat> with all the top teams everyone's looking good cool shit so sort of a couple of surprises and they're just setting up for the last episode of the season sorry to see it go um but it was they, they had a good season so if you were into world trigger good and that's all that i watched that was of the current stuff um i will catch up on a couple of the shows now that the season is wrapped up because i feel people have talked about them as like being best of the season like i feel bad that i haven't really watched more than two episodes of um uh was it boji and what was the name of that one? Oh, um osama ranking osama ranking i feel yeah. really bad that i have not i've not watched it so i'm going to basically marathon it to the end and then i'm also still slowly i don't think it's coming back ca- until january 8th so it's not coming out this week so you have like i think like okay. another week and, and a half slowly like catching up on mushoku tensei i'm not even on the current yeah season. i would say don't rush on that I feel like we probably wouldn't see another season until like fall 2023, maybe. But but also we'll see. But also Mushoku Tensei, it's finished. So like, there's no rush. There's no worry about like, oh, we're catching up. We got to elongate these. It's like, no, it's it's done. Mm -hmm. It's over. So So that's it. That's all. That's all I got. All I watched last week was. (laughs) All I watched last week was Seven Deadly Sins. I fucking finished it. Oh, okay. And I finished it. You got to false ending number one and then false ending number two. (laughs) I just, I'm sorry, but like, okay, so first of all, where the fuck is Elizabeth's mom? Um, Just completely ignored that character. Um, 
or for at least at the end of this or in the anime, I don't know if there are more scenes <laughs> in the manga. Bad, <laughs> you like, ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Um, the power of chaos, the whole thing with Merlin, um, uh, the whole thing Wasn't with happy home- about that either. Yeah, like <laughs> I, it honestly, it literally was just like. I'm not mad at it, but I'm also just like, bro, there was like nothing like leading to, like there was, there was, there were no hints. There was the whole thing with Arthur and the cat being like an agent of chaos the entire time. They don't go into how he found Arthur in the Druid thing back in like season two. Like, I don't know. It's, it, I don't know. I don't know. I think it didn't make sense if the fucking exception. cat didn't eat Arthur where his body <clears throat> no. was stored. I was like, I don't know. he was like, oh, I was waiting for the power of chaos to manifest in you before I ate you. But if he's the king and you already knew he was the fucking king, you could have just ate him anyways and still gotten something about like it, th- the Escanor thing. I will say that's where the entirety of the budget went for all the seasons. That final scene where he was dying with all the fire, all mm-hmm. of the budget went into that. It looked gorgeous it was great i feel like he should have been the main fucking character at that point also like merlin it oh okay oh my god oh my god why the fuck why the fuck would you go and give escanor like a false sense of like of like um attention like do the whole like burning your skin and like not letting it be healed and then the next plot line is you basically having an ulterior motive the entire time um, uh, due to um, unrequited love, and like, I just you teleport them away. They come back. You got to protect Arthur. That's your thing. But we're gonna protect you. That's the other thing. None of you niggas talked about her crush on Meliodas. Where the fuck did that crush come from? Why wasn't it fucking expounded upon? What the fuck, Belion? Like, where are there other remnants of Belion? Like. Chaos, who's the original, like, what, like, is Chaos the Big Bang? Like, and then also, what are, where the fuck are the other countries in the world? It's not just Britannia. Also, I did like the little thing that they did with, like, the guy who has, like, the Eastern sword, how he had, oh, like, yeah, the, yeah. The, the holes from, like, tearing his angel wings off. I was like, now, see, that, I'm interested in that, because that's, like, a, a valid, he's been around, and we yeah. don't know where his power came from, so it's like, okay. I can see this being important, but right now, um, you literally doing it in the last episode. So this is the yeah, seven deadly sins. It's the, so many amazing ideas. Like I, yeah, I like h- hype level ten billion. Also, like, how the fuck you gonna show only Meliodas and Elizabeth's child in the fucking end and not I'm, show the other ones? Like, what the hell is that? The, like, this is the thing, and you know we've talked about in Dragon Ball, how like Toriyama had like some very clear ideas that he wanted to like write and draw. And they actually would, it went from like, oh, we're just gonna do Journey to the West, but like my cool version. And it turned into something like aliens and like go to other planets and Super Saiyans and this and that. And like everything was cool till he ran out of the, the core, the core story he wanted to tell kind of ended. And then it was like, but I, I had some hot shit that's in my head. Like, oh yeah, you oh, mentioned man, this like, on the rap cool on this? the um 
on the preview episode about yeah. like how many times he went back to them about like the main antagonist and the cell arc until right. cell but, was created so i think like if you take the, the toriyama story is him wanting to do like certain things and then his like producers or the, i guess the editors be like it could be cooler oh it could be bigger oh, okay so i kind of like i put a lot of that on like them wanting to push it forward somebody said it's like the other way where like his ideas whoo whoo they are like hotter than the fucking sun like everything with escanor all these little all the stuff you brought up where it's like these are really cool but the plot has been has collapsed in on itself the plot is a black hole that has that has that's formed around this like nucleus of of storyline elements that don't make any so, sense anymore. <laughs> how the fuck were the light and the dark gods created from chaos, and then they were able to seal chaos away? It doesn't make any sense. I and then also so then the, then they're like yeah. setting up like foreshadowing because the cat was like one of like many manifestations of chaos or like emotions and shit like that. And I'm just like, okay, it's it's whatever. I see that like Arthur is uh, the bad guy in Four, Four Horsemen of the yeah. Apocalypse or some shit. And like Merlin's right there to fuck right with him and things like, and like, I don't know, like the ending, I was excited to finish the series and they basically be like, I think and I'm gonna- And then the nigga said, you ain't done. Bit. They said, you ain't done. And then- finish anything. <laughs> at the end of, yeah, at the end of that season, I kind of was like, I kind of want to break. So I was like, am I just going to get more of this shit? Like, is this what we're doing? Like, it's just so, like chaos world. Like, I can't, I cannot, I can't vouch because I haven't read the new manga. Everyone who's read it says it's great. Okay. That, that's everyone who's read it, but that's a few people. But I will say this, Seven Deadly Sins will always have a strong place in my heart because I think that- I the, love that first season. I think that the moment the author- Ima- and the, uh, the mangaka imagined that sh- shot in like I think it was like probably chapter one or two of um uh uh what do you call who's who's the guy with the thunder um, Gilgamesh oh wait no, 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 no. Gil Gil Thunder Gil Thunder okay when he that first like panel and in the anime where Melio just oh, throws the weapon back yeah and it hits right by the thing and it's like charged with energy and then he it's like it pulls that shit out and he like extends. Like, like that shot is rule of cool. And this is what was in the mind of the mangaka. And they nailed the cool. Everything. Yeah. These elongated bodies, these humongous earth-splitting strikes, these characters that are grimacing in pain and doing all this, and all these cool abilities and whatever, all that stuff. I think that has been, was in their head from day one. But making it fit into the structure of a story with like that that is contained and is logical and follows from point A to point B and wraps up its loose ends and leads seamlessly to the next chapter. That aspect of it was like the eighth thing in their mind. Cause the moment they got to like, oh Why well the fuck are they the king and queen? When <laughs> when they were like when they got to the point where like there's an angel who forgot they were an angel but now thinks they're a demon and then Meliodas is like he's he's the strongest but then he's also erased his own mind because of trauma because of a woman that he fell in love with and then there's a backstory where they were the other one and his that's father the thing though wants to possess his brother but then he's not like, really his brother i enjoyed those uh plot well, not those plot lines but i enjoyed those like aspects of the story 
but if, after a while, they just all fell to fuck flat. Like, yes, because they all co- everything collapsed like, because of, yeah, you're, you're at chapter three hundred and you're asking questions like, well, if this was always true, then what the fuck was going on one hundred fifty chapters ago, right? I hated more than anything else what happened with Arthur because Arthur was my favorite underwritten character in that series from the moment he showed up. You know, like, oh, this is awesome! Like he's adapting the the the. More of the Arthurian stuff. We've got uh, Merlin, and Merlin has been protecting yes. Arthur. And Arthur is like going to be more powerful than everybody else, but he's like this like kind of like foolish kind of kid. And and then when the when the other um uh uh fuck, like w- when when they moved into the second half of the story, and we actually get to see Camelot, and we get to see like that first major confrontation, and Arthur and all these people get fucking washed. They get washed, and I'm like, okay. Well, maybe it's not his time yet. It's not his time yet. Okay, fast forward to the next part of that story where Arthur's in the underground. He's like, he's leading the people where everything's gone. Like, now it's just, he's like fucking Gohan. He's this nigga that you keep waiting to fucking do something. And every time he's given it, he gets washed. He gets washed over and over again. Cat gets fucking eviscerated. And I'm like, the, the, where's the payoff? When is it coming? It's, and the reason why, because the story the layers of the story started to in, interact with each other in bad ways. And so now you have this author running ahead of his own story, like trying to throw new cool shit so, at you. Yeah. Constantly so that you I'm don't, just really so that not you don't feeling. get swallowed by the black hole of what, what's failing in the rest of the story. I just feel like the chaos aspect was biting off way more than they could chew because right. of everything that we just got through like working through it hasn't been resolved right so Meliodas the whole thing with his dad like and bond living who is their mom what come on like what are we doing what's going on with elizabeth is she the only heir to light and all the kind of stuff like that like many conflicting layers of story that don't connect bond the thingamabob, bomb, Elaine, the fairies, they never went into detail. They were like, the origin were like the light, the darkness, and the world tree. And so the demons came from the dark, the angels came from the light, and the fairies came from the... Okay, so then giants? Where, yeah. where, what is their is, origin? You, hit, you like, hit the nail on the head. Was all of this that we know now true in chapter one? No. No. It no, because they didn't give a fuck about that world. Well, no, they cared about the world tree, they but it was never. About it. Yeah, but it was never put on the same level of power yes. as like the demon king and the goddess. Yes. So all of a sudden near the end of the story, it ends up being one of the like the three prime like creations from chaos. But, it, but before that, it either didn't matter or was this like very off to the side thing that only mattered to the druids? But it couldn't have mattered only to the Druids because the fairies fought in that fucking war. Right. Already, so it's just like... The war that wasn't really described in the beginning, but then when we got more details about it, it became nonsensical. So basically, so Galther was like a double agent, triple agent, the key to everything the whole time, but then not really because of it. Like, and memories were really, locked away. And then like... If you berserk, right? In chapter one, if you compare, okay, chapter one of Berserk to episode to chapter 394 when Murad was dead, all of the facts that were true at the end of the series were true in chapter one. We, the audience, 
hadn't been introduced that. to them yet. Yeah. But they were always true. That's why the whole first chapter or the first arc of Berserk takes place in a version of the world that is sort of sitting on top of this vast ocean of other shit that you get to after the when the like when the golden age stuff is all over. It doesn't feel like it's actually that much of a leap to get to all the wild and crazy fun. niggas turning into demons like you know like all the all the things with the hands and like the the skull knight and causality and the fairies and the you know guts of lost child and casca it all hangs together because that was clearly in place in the author's mind and the research that they did before they wrote the first Again. word from before any words ever before guts uttered anything Everything that ha was going to happen was already there. Seven Deadly yeah. Sins was like, bro, I think I, I, they looked at it and said, I think I know something about like, uh, uh, you know, some different aspects of mythology from other cultures that I read in a book. I'm going to use it, World Tree, Druids, the Arthurian Legends. And Seven then Deadly Sins. Then I'm going to pop that shit. I'm going to throw a fucking spear. It's going to explode. Motherfuckers are going to go ham, ham. Seven Deadly Sins gives me like a celebrity chef making a new dish like on the fly in front of people. So yeah. it's like you you can make good shit, but because you're trying to flex right now, you got all this knowledge. I'm gonna throw some fucking capsation in this shit. Oh, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And it's like, oh, it looks cool in the process, but then when you put that shit in front of me and I take a bite, it's like, nigga, what is this? What is this? What is you know, this? You know what it's like? It's like McDonald's french fries. McDonald's french fries are- McDonald's french fries is gambling. Listen, listen. McDonald's french fries are peak as long as you eat them exactly five minutes after they came out of the fryer. But if yeah, exactly. To, if you try to eat them niggas before, they will fuck you up. And if you wait five minutes and one second, the cold McDonald's french fries- Cardboard. Garbage. Cardboard. Garbage. They are That's how food. you know that they're not worth it because you can't they're eat them in an air fryer again. <laughs> Like if you get some good French fries, you can pop them bitches in the air fryer for like two to three minutes, yes. and they will be like crispy yes. and like perfect yes. again. You can't do that shit with McDonald's and no. French fries. It's either you gotta go in and you gotta basically be like, "May I have some?" You have to say, "May I have some fresh fries?" Yes. Or you gonna gamble when you get your you del delivery order? You, I just eat them bitches on the way home because there ain't no yeah. way. I'm you a... can't get um like getting McDonald's delivery. It's just like not. It it's a bad idea. Me. It's it a bad work. idea. You gonna get your Big Mac gonna be soggy as fuck. Everything else in there gonna be soggy because of all the fucking humidity in the bag. Your fries are either gonna be soggy or they're yes. gonna be pure cardboard. Like yes. it's never one. They're gonna be for and then they're gonna be lukewarm. Yes. Because oh my god, like I I one time I ordered McDonald's and the nigga walked from McDonald's. <laughs> Like I to, say, to deliver it to me. You take that shit back. How dare you? I was, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> I was like, you like I literally like I was so hungry that I was like waiting on, and it was like it was like three a.m. in the morning. So I'm like, where is this nigga? Like, damn, like I'm hungry. Like, where is this nigga? I literally went out on my fucking porch and was just like waiting for him to like drive up. That nigga walked around the fucking corner with the McDonald's <laughs> in his hand. Worst, worst McDonald's I've ever had. That shit worst, was, like, was, you was long, it was long past its prime. <laughs> oh my God. I literally threw the, I threw the, I threw the French fries away immediately. I was like, there's I don't know. There's no care. point. I, yeah, you I can't just, do this shit. Yeah, yep, there's shit. no point. You gotta get rid like, of it. And also, I was like, I'm not about to argue with this nigga to his face about walking. Like, 
bro, you need it. You need you, you out here delivering on foot. You need that money. So I was like, but if you're right. gonna eat at an actual physical McDonald's, the nigga who chefs up them fries and gets it to you nice and right, that's a good. That's a good person. That's a person that you need to give them their props. But and those fries don't last. And, and that's the same thing with the Seven Deadly Sin story. It's just the McDonald's French fries. That shit, when you went right the moment you read a new chapter, yes. you're just like, oh, oh, let it wash over me. Yes, yes. But then you start thinking, like, a couple of minutes later, you're like, wait, wait a minute. But what about what what's the call it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, no I, I finished Seven Daily Sins. That happened. And, um, I don't know if I'm gonna have it in me to read Apocalypse or if I'm just gonna wait for the monk for the anime adaptation and just go from there. Like to be honest, um, once again, Sawano carried the show in a sense with his music. Yeah. Like it's it is not that it was bad, but like some of those moments they hit harder because of Sawano's soundtrack. That's just how it is. And uh, yeah, that was all that I watched. Watched, um, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I'll put up with a lot of fuck shit if a series can give me good music, right? And moments that even if the rest of the, sh the story don't make no damn sense, they go live forever. Motherfucker Escanor said, who told you to go on? And that was it. That, I mean, at, what am I supposed to say? Like, I'm glad they fuck? killed him off because if they had done all this hullabaloo and yeah. then he still got to live just like without no, his powers, no, no. I would have been like, no, no, no. okay, this is Okay, okay. So now now I'm not afraid for anyone dying anymore. He said, who decided that? I'm like, you're right. That's a great question. <laughs> that's a yeah. that's a great ass motherfucking question. <laughs> who decided that shit? But he said, he said, was it a cruel son? And fucking eviscerated <laughs> those tickets. I was like, you're right. I all the fuck shit I'm putting up with. He was a boss sure. ass motherfucker. I'm not that, gonna lie. I really enjoyed that character. Um but the whole, but then the whole thing with like Maya. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, nope, nope. Um, Say less. <laughs> any news? Uh, I'll let you go. Okay, the only news I have is that we need to do Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie immediately. Like, that's all. Um, it sold over a million tickets in its first day in Japan. So we need it. Preferably. Not during Omicron surge, but we do need it. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm... I mean, but yeah, that's the only news I got. Right now, but, yeah, that's the only thing I care about is... Um, I think Yamato is getting uh, its film preview. I really like... Oh. I, I, I suggest, actually, it may feel retro for a lot of people. But go check out both the TV series, I think it was 2013, and then um, the first movie. Um, they're great. I they are have experience with that because of Super Robot Wars, so. Okay, great, yeah. Um, and uh, give us that Jujutsu Kaisen movie as soon as possible. Get it. I would like it. Like, I would like, like, even if you just have to do the online release, I don't care. Bring it over here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I understand that, like, they want to get those limited screenings if they can in American theaters. Yeah. They want to do it. I get it. They got, I don't care anymore. Uh, I don't care. Give me the goddamn movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
So as far as news goes, I have one recommendation this week, and y'all probably gonna be like, "Wow, nigga, can't believe you recommended this, you fucking disgusting person." But <laughs> um, I'm recommending Genshin Impact this week, and I'm you in now? Primarily recommending Genshin Impact um, for one character and one character only, and it's Arataki Ito, and. The main reason I'm recommending it, first of all, the character is fun as fuck. Like, <laughs> fun as fuck. It's not because his six pack is showing, because it's literally like a whatever model. The, the model looks like ass compared to the <laughs> promotional material. I did not know that they got TM Revolution to voice this fucking character. Interesting. I, I was shocked when I logged into that game and did the test run for this motherfucker on the Japanese voice acting. And I was like, this voice? It... Hold, wait, hold on. I don't even be playing the character. I let that nigga just like stand around and just like say his fucking random voice fucking actions. Cause TM um, uh, Takanori, he doesn't do many voice acting gigs. Like the nigga's too busy singing. I think he's done, the last thing that he did was like in 2016. So he, he really ain't out here voice acting like that. And uh, yeah, Genshin Impact's money is just so long. Oh my God. Like <laughs> you got Team yeah, Revolution yeah, yeah. to voice a fucking gotcha character? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's amazing. Arataki Ito is fucking amazing. He's a joy to play. And uh, if you haven't experienced his, his like craziness, just go to YouTube, type in Arataki Ito shit. Like, Talking to, like he he's having fun voicing the character. It's so fucking obvious. He's having the time of his fucking life, just like wilding the fuck out with this. So yeah, that that is my recommendation for the week. Oh, I'll save that for next week. Never mind. Oh, okay. great. Never mind. All right. Yeah. Um, I have two recommendations. Um, one is anime adjacent, and the other is just uh, maybe good for the time that we're in. So my first recommendation is a manhwa that is also based on a light novel um, called uh, The Book-Eating Magician. So we got about close to 50 chapters, very interesting art style, kind of like understated, makes good use of motion and color, um, but it doesn't okay. look like a lot of stuff that you might have, because it's got this very like painted, digital painted, but painted um, aesthetic that's a little minimalist. So like characters, are kind of drawn in a very muted way and they sort of blend in with the background, but there's really cool stuff happening. Great um, magic system. Um, characters are actually relatively interesting. It's one of those stories of like, <clears throat> you know, an underachiever gets a, a, a secret, you know, power and can do something with it, but the rules around it are pretty cool. Um, and I've heard that the light novel is also much longer running and, but still very, uh, entertaining. I don't read light novels, so I have no opinion about that yeah, one. Same here. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, so that's the general recommendation. But then for this time of year, uh, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Christmas music, and it takes a lot to get me in the front door, but I do like me some hip hop. I want to recommend the YouTube channel Cook and Soul. Um, they produce oh. a whole ton of amazing remixes, but in particular, their series of holiday mixes. They've had Wu Tang. Christmas music that fits better than like some of the wow. that you actually get. They have a Biggie album and an MF Doom um, tape. And if you put all three of them on, that's my holiday go-to. 
Wow. Like I don't like Christmas music. This makes me want to listen to Christmas music. Plus, they have a, a plenty of skits from like Chappelle Show, Richard Pryor, oh. other shit thrown in there. So check it out if you have time. Cook and Soul, um, any of their uh, Christmas mixes. They just released uh, the Wu Tang one this week. So it's a, put it on your rotation. You won't. You'll 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 end the holidays with uh, some some good hip hop. So that's my recommendation okay. for the week. All right. Well, that's all for this episode. So if you guys haven't already, make sure you follow us on the socials, anime underscore savants on Twitter, and then just regular anime savants on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, and YouTube, which I mean, you probably are watching this. No, you're not watching this on YouTube. You're probably listening to it, but it's on YouTube too. Okay. Mm -hmm. We got video. You can uh, hit me up anytime at Neural Handshake on Twitter. And uh, yeah, just... Keep it easy, keep it light, keep it breezy for the holidays. But and everybody... listen to the 2020 preview episode. Oh yeah, we just did. dropped on Sunday, which you guys probably oh, yeah. on Tuesday. But anyways, yeah, there's an extra, there's lots of, well, oop, no. Okay, we'll bye. We'll have more. Yep, yeah. peace out. Bye. <laughs>